Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear and then we talk about it. This is page 441. He did. Stapes brought it to me. I uncorked it and ran a finger along the inside of the glass. How does your grace's medicine taste? I've told you. Brackish. Bitter. I watched the mayor's eyes go wide as I brought my finger to my mouth and touched it lightly to the tip of my tongue. Are you mad? Alvaron said incredulously. Sweet, I said simply. Then I rinsed my mouth with water and spat it as delicately as possible into an empty glass. I took a small folded packet of paper from a pocket on my vest, shook a small amount into my hand, and ate it, grimacing. What's that? Stapes asked. Liguelin, I lied, knowing the real answer, charcoal, would only provoke more questions. I took a mouthful of water and spat it out as well. This time it was black, and Alvarin and Stapes stared at it, startled. I bowled ahead. Something must have made him suspect you were not taking your medicine, your grace. If it suddenly tasted different, you would have asked him. The mayor nodded. I saw him yesterday evening. He asked after my health. He beat his fist softly onto the arm of his chair. All the cursed luck. If he has any weight, he's been gone half a day. We'll never catch him. I thought about reminding him that if he had believed me from the first, none of this would have happened, then thought better of it. I'd advise your men to stay out of his tower, your grace. He's had time to prepare a great deal of mischief in there, traps and the like. The mayor nodded and passed his hand in front of his eyes. Yes, of course. See to it, Stapes. I believe I'll take a bit of a rest. This business may take a while to sort out. I gathered myself to leave, but the mayor gestured me back into my seat. Quoth, stay a moment and make me a pot of tea before you go. Stapes rang for servants. While clearing the remains of our lunch away, they glanced at me curiously. Not only sitting in the mayor's presence, I was sharing a meal with him in his private chambers. This news would be rumored through the estate in under ten minutes. After the servants left, I made the mayor another pot of tea. I was preparing to leave when he spoke over the top of his cup, too softly for the guard to overhear. Quoth, you have proved perfectly trustworthy, and I regret any doubts I briefly entertained about you. He sipped and swallowed before continuing. Unfortunately, I cannot allow news of a poisoning to spread, especially with the poisoner escaped. He gave me a significant look. It would interfere with the matter we discussed before. And that's the page. My name's Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. I can't help but wonder if the mayor is being totally honest about the debt of gratitude he owes Quoth. We'll talk about it a bit more on the next page. He says that, you know, I, I should be giving you a title and lands, but I can't. My hands are tied. I can't possibly allow all of this to get out. Um, because after he does uh, the task, after he gets the mayor and Melwin together, the mayor sends him on kind of a death sentence. And we'll talk about this when we get there. But I've been thinking about how when the mayor finally sends him off to the forest, it's like woefully underprepared and undermanned with a very complicated and difficult task. I kind of think the mayor from word one is trying to get of Quoth and is only telling him this now to kind of mollify him um, so that he can keep him useful. But he's he's expressing this gratitude um, in such a way that the guard won't be able to hear it, that this won't get around. Like, clearly, the mayor doesn't mind showing the servants that Quoth is there with him. That's part of his design. Or he, does, he I'm sure he knows that the rumor mill will churn when the servants see him like this, his actual thanks, he expresses sotto voce, so it can't be overheard. It's not good opsec. If you get, if you hire someone to, you know, 
date someone for you and get them to marry you. It's not necessarily good OPSEC to keep that person around afterwards, especially if that person is also responsible for foiling a poisoning attempt by someone who was supposedly your trusted advisor for 12 years. That also makes you look bad. So wouldn't it be convenient if that person had an accident in the forest killed by bandits? Oh dear. What a tragedy. What a regrettable loss. Oh, well, nothing to be done like that. I think that is a compelling narrative, but I think it's also possible that he is being sincere when he thanks him but he's also like doing this thing or he can't admit that he was like wrong about Quoth really. So he says, I regret any doubts I briefly entertained about you when it was pretty clear four pages ago that he was like, you're a fraud and a charlatan. Uh, you're full of shit. And I'm going to like, you know, you should count yourself lucky if I don't have you horse whipped, you know? So I feel like he's, he's understating just how mad he was at Quoth and how, like foolish he feels now to make himself feel better because he can't ever be wrong about anything. You know what I mean? I mean, that kind of makes sense for his character though. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't think that like him not giving Quoth a title really has any bearing because he could still give Quoth a title and send him on the mission that might kill him. Like he could do both of those things. If he was trying to frame Quoth or, or rather if he was trying to set Quoth up to get killed, then before he sent him saying Quoth, you know, when you return, there's a title in it for you would actually be like better cover, right? Like that would be like less suspicious. I, I like the mayor way less on this read. The last few reads, I've always thought of him as sort of like a friendly, a stern yet friendly uncle figure. But on this read, I find him far more sinister and far more threatening and deadly, which may just be like the fact that I am dying for Quoth to have someone that he can feel safe from. But in this read, I'm realizing how little regard the mayor has for him at any point and how little he actually does follow through on the depths of the the debt that he owes to Quoth. Eventually, when Lady Lackless sends him away in scorn, it's a relief to him because he gets him out of the palace uh, and he doesn't even have to pay him that much money. He just has to, you know, there's no, there's not even a paper trail to Quoth, right? The paper trail goes to the university. So it is all, it's all deniable. Something else to talk about on this page is that I think that the mayor and Stapes kind of think that Quoth is doing magic when he takes the the charcoal uh, and spits out black. Like to them, if they don't understand what charcoal is, they see him drink poison, take a magic powder and spit out, you know, spit out blackness, you know, spit out the corruption and the rot, which is a pretty dramatic, like in real life, you know, poison is a, uh, a common, not poison, charcoal is a common antidote to poison because you eat it and it, uh, it expands in your stomach and spits soaks up uh the contents so that you can pass it without uh digesting it but it does stay in your mouth a little bit and you will spit out blackness also i looked it up there's no such thing as liguelin um there is apparently a, a a word in german that is similar but it's not the same and i can't find a translation uh so it's not like foth is saying a fancy term for it he's just making something up mm-hmm. yeah is he naming it? No one can tell. I think he's not naming it because it's charcoal. If he was naming it, he'd say charcoal. Well, the name of the wind is not wind. Right, but if anyone who doesn't understand it hears it, they hear wind. I guess, but if whenever Quoth articulates it for the the for the readers, he says the name. He says Erlev Sedi. 
Right, but it's italicized, so we know that it's magic. I think he's just making up a word for a thing, which to me sounds like a uh, it sounds like a vintage of of Scotch. You know, it's like Llewellyn oak cask aged for twenty five years. Actually, now that you mention it, it does sound like a Scotch. I hadn't thought of that before. Yeah, it does. Old Llewellyn. There must be an existing Scotch with a similar sounding name. Well, it. It sounds like the Welsh name Llewellyn. That's another thing. I don't know. I too am out of notes. Well, then we have a letter here from Brad who writes on Devon Lackless. Hey, pagers. Today, my ears picked up on something that I can't believe I never noticed before. And I don't think you guys have touched on. Devon Luckies is only a couple of letters off from Devon Lackless. And with all the other Lackless offshoot branches, it seems very likely that he's part of one. I also think it's likely that the reason Rothfuss gave him a nickname is to make it harder for us to notice this connection. We almost never actually hear his last name spoken. I have to wonder what impact this will have on the story. Perhaps if through the course of the story, Quoth will reveal that his mother is a secret Lackless and Chronicler will refuse to publish the story at risk of tarnishing the Lackless name with Quoth's infamy. Perhaps the Lackless has already know about Quoth and sent Chronicler to get the story out of him? What do you think? Thanks, signed Brad. I 100% agree that Devin Lockies is related to the Lacklaces. I think that's part of why the idea of all the different branches is seeded. I don't think it's likely, I do think it's likely that uh, Rothfuss calls him Chronicler to hide his name so that it's not front and center. uh, So that it's, you know, it's hidden in plain sight because we're told his name quite early, but we're not reminded of it. I do think um, that inside the fiction, if he cared about the family name, he would wear it more proudly. He would go by Lockies rather than uh, by a nom de plume. So I don't think that the solution is uh, is that he's there to get the story out of Quoth, but it might be sort of like the Lacklaces have a, you know, they, they all have some sort of uh, destiny. It could be that uh, Devin Lockies is the actual like prophesied one. Like there's a lot of stories about people who, uh, you know, who steal the moon or unlock the box. Uh, and it's it's theorized that Jax is a lackless. Uh, and so maybe instead of Quoth, it's actually Chronicler who is the one who's going to unlock the box in the end and free the moon. And that's what Quoth is setting him up to do. Uh, we just don't know. But I, I do think that it's it's practically confirmed that Devin Lockies is related to the lacklesses. And therefore, something we haven't talked about too much, related to Quoth in some way. Hmm. We did talk a bit about the whole Devin Lockie's Lackless connection a bit when we talked about the the Lackless history on the one page a while back. But I guess we didn't really touch on it on, in particular detail. Hmm. I feel like we brought it up when we brought it up. Nick mentioned this very letter. He was like, there's a letter that's coming down the pike. Um, it's all it's all connected. It's all coming together. The seeds were there from the very beginning. I see. I see. Very true. Now, I've always thought it was coming down the pike because of turnpike, but it also could be coming down the pipe. You know, like I always thought it was coming down the pipe. I think it actually is coming down the pipe originally, and it got turned into coming down the pike because of people mishearing it. I almost think it's the opposite. I think it might be it would have originated as coming down the pike, but turnpike or pike is not as common, and so people have transliterated it to coming down the pipe, which is something that they. Uh, they sort of think, for example, it's it's not chomping at the bit, it's champing at the bit because champing is a technical term for something horses do, but because most people don't understand what champing is, they think that it must actually be chomping. Hmm. 
Well, guess what's coming down the pipe for you, listeners? Another page. Of. The. Wish. Wish.